Hello and welcome to episode six of A Fit Enable Life. Today we have Jennifer George as our guest. You know, before we have had business consultants and we've had coaches, but Jennifer is the first person who's really a coach to businesses. Uh, her job, she's the president of Balanced Performance, and she really goes all over the world to help big, small, and medium-sized companies uh, have a better workplace wellness. She's been a group fitness leader and a personal trainer for years and years uh, here locally at the Cary Family YMCA and with her own company. And you're going to learn so much about in this interview, and I hope you enjoy it. So here we go. Hi, uh, Jennifer, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Oh, uh, our pleasure. And um, this is a, uh, one of our earlier podcasts or video podcasts mm -hmm. with uh, It's a Fit and Able Life. And so we have sort of standard questions we go by, but it's very conversational. So first of all, can you tell me a little bit about you and what you do. Okay, sure. Um, well, I've uh, lived here in the Cary area since 1994, and uh, I have been a group fitness instructor and a personal trainer. And about 10 years ago in 2005, I decided to switch career hats and I moved from IT sales into consulting and working with people on performance and helping them to lead healthier lives and help them to become a better version of themselves, both professionally and personally. Right. Well, that interested me that now you do that with companies, basically, right? You go out to corporations. Yes. Yes. Working primarily at a corporate level. And so when you do that, are you working one-on-one -on -one with people? Or are you working with groups or whole corporate entities? Uh, a mix of, of all of the above. I would say primarily uh, teams and groups, mm -hmm. which can then spawn into um, individual coaching uh, and then also, uh, also grow into how can we cascade this information throughout the organization. Right. Now, mm -hmm. I noticed that you had owned your own private company, your own personal company mm -hmm. and doing this, and then you transferred over to be with a larger um, um, umbrella company? Yes. Well, I, I do a lot of work with the Humor Performance Institute based out of Orlando, Florida. Mm -hmm. That's where a lot of my um, direct corporate um, coaching uh, has, has evolved into. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what changed in what you did when you went from having to be your own company versus working for them? Uh, well, still, uh, I'm a... I'm a consultant to them. Mm -hmm. So I'm still my own entity. Okay. So um, nothing really has changed. Mm -hmm. It's just expanded my reach right. even more. Right. Now, is there a big difference when you work for, when you talk about human performance mm -hmm. in the corporate setting, what things are you actually working on improving? Is it you know, sort of psychobiosocial kind of framework? It's actually taking a, a, a multi-dimensional viewpoint or a holistic approach mm -hmm. to an individual. So it's physically, uh, how, are, how are these individuals caring for themselves uh, uh, through movement, through exercise, through nutrition? Mm -hmm. uh, then it's emotionally, how connected are they with uh, the people they work with and the people that are important to them in their lives outside of work? Right. Uh, then mentally, uh, how focused are they uh, at work and at home. And then the spiritual focus is, is more of a connection on what their values are and their purpose right. and uh, how does that align with their actions day to day. Right. Now, as a coach, some of those areas are very personal areas to be dealing yes. with. <laughs> yes. Some of them, I imagine, very sensitive areas mm -hmm. to deal with. How do you establish rapport with somebody when you're with them for a few days that you can actually 
modify their behaviors in any of those areas? Well, it's interesting. Um, establishing rapport, I think, uh, no matter where you know where we live, uh, where we come from, uh, what part of the world that we live in, we're all people, right. and generally, uh, many of us have a set of core values and beliefs. Mm -hmm. And uh, the unique part is is just in working with individuals to determine what are those core values and beliefs. And and some folks are really uh, already very in tune with that, while others haven't really spent much time thinking about it. And so it is a personal exercise, but one that, uh, you know, we create a very safe environment for right. individuals to really reflect upon. Right. Is there any of those areas that you work with that you find are better introductory areas? So if you're going to work with somebody sort of 360, mm -hmm. then you say, okay, we're going to start with this area typically, mm -hmm. because that helps me establish a working relationship and then move to some of these other areas. Right. I would say um, from the physical perspective, uh, that's a common ground that we can all kind of talk about is right. how are we caring for ourselves? And right. it's, it's very much a, um, a, a little more tangible in terms of are you eating well? How are you taking care of yourself as opposed to what are your core values and beliefs? Right. So uh, they're intertwined uh, quite significantly. Uh, but from as far as starting point, it's a good place to getting people really connected in how they're caring for themselves. Right. Uh, yeah, that is. Now, you're working at the corporate setting. How does it differ for you teaching your corporate leaders, mm -hmm. your executives about healthier living, how does that compare with giving that same message to your family, your husband and your children? <laughs> uh, that's, uh, well, they're, they're the, the, the closest to me, of course, <laughs> and the most important to me. And so they know what I'm passionate about and how important it is to, to be healthy. Uh, there also can be guinea pigs at times. Uh, okay, mom, we don't need to hear about this anymore. Uh, so it is a little bit of a, of a different approach. Um, corporate world, uh, we find sometimes uh, the individuals are moving at the speed of light and moving very, very quickly through projects, through tasks. Um, if they're leaders, they're managing people. And sometimes uh, uh, thinking about themselves is kind of the last the last right. step, or that's the first thing that, that goes when they have all these demands placed on them. Right. So uh, it really is, and, and I emphasize the focus on caring for yourself, because if you don't care for yourself, you can't care for anyone or anything else right. very well. Sounds like you should be a consultant to mothers as well. <laughs> I have led some groups of, uh, of women, women in leadership and mothers as well. So I'm absolutely. Just joking, but they, it, works. it is a very uh, marketable audience, that's for sure. That is for well, sure. It's, you know, I, I find that it's really interesting that you do this at the, the corporate level mm -hmm. and then you do something very community-based with your involvement with O2 Fitness mm -hmm. and with the Cary uh, Family YMCA, mm -hmm. which are both amazing organizations and mm -hmm. community corporate citizens. So the YMCA, now you, their programs, you can get such a wide variety of capabilities in a YMCA fitness mm -hmm. class. Mm -hmm. And the idea is, is that everybody comes out with a very successful experience. Yes. How do you manage that? Because at any given time, you could have a new person walk in and you have to instantaneously almost size up 
what that's going to be for them. True, true, <laughs> absolutely. Well, you know, we welcome uh, folks of, of all levels of fitness. And I, I would say that those that are just new walking in are the ones that, um, you know, we really want to care for. Right. Uh, to begin a, a, a journey in wellness is so, so important. Um, and as, a, as an instructor and a trainer, it's, it's important to be able to, to gauge the level, uh, not only just gauging, but asking, you know, what might, what might there be some limitations or injuries right. that you have and coaching people through that they can actually really make some great progress into their right. fitness um, despite limitations or despite starting out uh, new. We try to create an environment where it's not a, a competition, right. but that it's a, a journey that we're all on and, and we're working together to, to uh, you know, achieve a fitter life. Right. It sounds like you have to be sort of sensitive, sensitivity and straightforwardness all in the same thing mm -hmm. so you can get the information you need to be effective mm -hmm. and helpful and also make them feel comfortable sharing that very sure. quickly. Well, I think it's really interesting because um, now, so given that you're dealing with populations that are in other countries, mm -hmm. how do you define success among those populations? <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> success in, uh, in life in general or? Well, well, particularly, I mean, if you're teaching people how to be, just healthier living, mm -hmm. you follow that up with, you know, contact with them. Sure. Um, and, you know, Absolutely. do you ever have repeat visits to the same venue where, you know, this is phase one and now we're in phase two. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh, individual contact points uh, uh, specific to individual coaching or uh, touching base and follow-up programs or right. follow-up webinars or whatever it might look like is to help people continue on this journey. You know, finding... Um, uh, and creating behavioral change around, you know, oneself, one's fitness, one's well-being right. uh, can be daunting. And uh, we need, you know, we're not alone in the process. All of us have particular challenges. And so um, it's, it's, I think if, if we establish kind of the mindset that we're, we're all in this together and can support one another, um, I think a, a success could look like uh, if, if an individual were to ask themselves, am I, am I a better version of myself today than perhaps I was yesterday? Right. Um, because truly the measure of success is one step at a time. Right. We can't transform ourselves and change overnight. And um, you know, we always are dealing with pressures and challenges of day to day. Right. So, well, that alone is such an important message because so many people want a quick fix, mm -hmm. you know, that it's not going to happen. If it's right. going to be a real change, it's not going to happen overnight. Exactly. And it has to come from inside. Yeah. And so that is such an important message for anyone. Now, well, I guess a lot of times, too, you must walk into these corporate environments and just say, you know, there's something wrong with the corporate climate here. You know, I, I get told all the time, you know, you ought to stand up when you're using your computer some mm -hmm. and not be sitting all the time. Right. Or get up and take a five minute break once an hour, which is really hard to do in an intense work environment. Um, can be, yeah. It can be. And getting up and walking away from your desk can really be a faux pas. Yes, <laughs> so, of course. So, you know, do you ever find yourself where you're not just going in and advising on the individual or the small group, but you're also advising on the environment, you know, that it has it should not be so stressful sure sure i think that um 
certainly the message that I bring can be utilized for the environment, but all the way down to the individual. And, and I think what, what uh, I've recognized over the years is that it's very hard to change the environment. There's no one in an organization, not even the highest leader that can flip a switch uh-huh. and all of a sudden everything changed. Right. Is that really change begins one individual at a time? So the strategies that I, I suggest uh, and there's many of them, so people can choose what works best for them, whether that's having a snack mid-morning or mid-afternoon or standing while they're working. Everyone can figure out what works for them, and then collectively, the culture changes. Right. And no longer are, are meetings two, three hours, and everyone's sitting in a stifling conference room. Maybe they're out doing walking meetings, or they're standing while they're working. Right. Um, or the snack options that may be provided are a little healthier, and these kind of things yeah. that, um, again, come from that collective group of, of individuals seeking perhaps a, a better way of working. Right. So are there companies that you use as a model where they have had a, a change in the corporate climate from a less healthy environment to a more healthy environment? I know you've worked with a lot of huge companies, and I don't know if I can mention any of them, but they're very impressive <laughs> companies. <laughs> you've clearly had an impact on the big boys. Sure, <laughs> so, sure. You know, is there in any particular company that you think, well, this is a good example or role model for other companies, large and small, in terms of corporate health and wellness? Sure, absolutely. Um, just in, in recent times, in the last several months, I've been doing a lot of work with, uh, uh, with Deloitte Consulting. Uh-huh. Um, they have really embraced the messages of, of employee health and, and well-being and uh, are making uh, several new strategies available and programs available to their employees. Um, just here in the local area, GlaxoSmithKline, I've been working with uh, since 2005, uh-huh. and they are, are huge proponents in um, creating an environment that is highly energized and resilient. Right. Uh, and, and that's hard to do in that environment because they have had enormous number of layoffs. Of course. So you got people very afraid of what's going to happen to me. Of course. Which damages health and work productivity. Absolutely. Absolutely. But in a culture where they truly believe in... Um, in, in one's personal energy and one's resilience, mm-hmm. despite the storms in business. Um, pharmaceuticals isn't the only industry that's really been through a lot of turmoil lately right. and work with quite a few companies where they really recognize an investment in our people, whether they are with us for the long term or maybe not, is still um, a great investment. Yeah, that's it. That, that, that is very interesting. Well, if you... Um, First, we ask all of our guests, mm-hmm. what does being fit and able mean to you? Being fit and able uh, to me means uh, being able to, uh, to get up every day with a sense of purpose and a sense mm-hmm. of energy and uh, giving your best to the things and the people in your life that really matter. Right. Well, I would have to agree with that definition. Mm-hmm. Well, you have very active family, yes. um, and um, you're, you're lucky that you have that. And mm-hmm. I imagine that's because of the kind of household you keep. But have there been ever a time that you or one of your very active family members did not feel fit and able? And how did you deal with that? 
Um, well, I could say for myself, certainly, um, as a, a very avid uh, athlete and and group fitness instructor, I would say that uh, there have been times when I've been injured and <laughs> fallen out of the ability to do uh, what I'd like to do. Right. I've had problems with my feet, with my hips and my shoulder. And so uh, not feeling as though I'm able to do what I'd like mm -hmm. um, has... Uh, enabled me to kind of step back and figure out, well, how can I use this as an opportunity to perhaps try new things right. that uh, while I'm healing, um, while I'm recovering, uh, and how can I um, also use this as an opportunity to think about the other aspects of my life that need to also be healthy and well in terms of emotional, mental, and spiritual health. Right. So well, that's, you know, that's true. The injury with the runners is particularly devastating. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the one thing we hear over and over again. And I know when I was an athlete and also coaching, I didn't fully understand how hard it was for some people because running was so easy for me, sure. swimming, biking, it was, and I loved it. And it wasn't until I got some of my, early, some of my first injuries that I started understanding the mental part of recovery. Mm -hmm. I've never experienced recovery before. And that really makes you sensitive to what other people are going through. Oh, of course. It's, it's, it's humbling. It's Absolutely. Very, it's very humbling. Absolutely. Indeed. Well, given that you give such advice, so much advice to your athletes and or in your class participants here locally, and also you travel ab abroad, just for this, is there some resource that you would recommend to people that are wanting to create a more positive life? Of course, they can always hire you. Of course. <laughs> so, I'd love to help. We, we hi <laughs> highly recommend. <laughs> so, but um, also, is there some resource, a book or some video or anything like that, that people that are just looking for a little bit of guidance that you might recommend? Oh, there's so many things out there um, as it relates to uh, uh, resources in in the, kind of the holistic approach. Right. So I think that um, what I, I would say is 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 going to be a, maybe a little bit of a unique recommendation as a resource <laughs> is, is spend time with yourself. I think that in our day and age, we don't have a lot of silence and solitude and time to really reflect on who we are and who we want to be. And uh, what I've witnessed in working with many clients that, that do take that opportunity is they really have a clear vision of, uh, of, their, of their purpose right. and their mission. And I think that's so important from there, individuals can then go to okay, well, if this is where I want to go, what resources do I need really to get started? Right. So it really begins with that, with that grounding of who well, am I and where do I want to go? That is certainly a first, and, but I think it's really interesting because we are our own power source. Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that's very interesting, and this shows that you've worked with a lot of people. Absolutely. <laughs> and you found out where, where, where it happens. Yes. Right in right here. Right in here. That's right. <laughs> That's where it happens. Oftentimes we look outside of, you know, what, what can help. And there are great resources, yeah. but ultimately we have to understand from ourselves where, where it is, who we are and, and who mm -hmm. we want to be. Well, I think that that is a, in and of itself, so worth this particular segment because we forget that we are our own best resource. Mm -hmm. We are our own best resource. And I think that that is... Um, 
a terrific message to send to everybody. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Elisa. <laughs> Appreciate it. And we look forward to seeing you again. All right. Sounds great. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you again for listening to another episode of Fit Enable Life. We had so much to learn from Jen about ta how taking care of yourself helps you take care of all the other important things in your life. And I hope that's helpful to you. Uh, just as a reminder, you can get your free copy of our ebook, 101 Healthy Living Tips, and uh, that'll help you subscribe to our newsletter. So you get all the updates for our new episodes straight to your inbox. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And if you like what we do, please leave us a, uh, a review. Um, we love comments and feedback. Uh, as always, you can also watch this episode on YouTube if you aren't doing so already. Uh, we look forward to seeing you next time, and if you have any questions in the meantime, please feel free to shoot us an email. So, see you next week.